welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com, where we bring you insightful, liberating, intuitive people from around the globe. They share their life's journeys and experience wisdom to guide you on your own discovery of self. Each week from Tuesday to Monday, we will bring you new shows on our many genres, and with over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to Positive Living Vibrations with Sarah. Oh, today we have a special one for you. What would you do as a parent if you brought into this world a spiritually gifted child? You cannot bring this child up in the traditional way. They are divinely directed. So what does a child do in such, a parent do in such a case? And how do you recognize the spiritual gifted child in the first place? Alison Aylesbury is the creator of the Divine Motherhood, movement for supporting mums to empower their spiritually gifted children. Her passion is in supporting mums whose children are prophets and divine messengers. She helps mums transform their fear, overwhelming and their doubt, into ears with confidence and successful caring for the child, for the well-being and the growth of that prophet child. How does she know who is a gifted child? Well, Alison was one, or is one still, because we're still a, a child of the universe, and knows firsthand the difficulty of seeing life, truth and love divinely in a different way. And from this she knows what a parent needs to guide a child. So what is a prophet? How do we recognize them? Understand what they really need? What does it all mean? We're going to ask Alison to guide us forward in comprehending this special child's world. Now as a little footnote, I was born into this world as an incredibly spiritual child. Yes, I saw dead people, and I played with them, and I thought everybody else did too. I have always been a reader, an empath, always been able to see people's pains, sorrows, but possibilities. And for many well, much of my lifetime, it had me very much on the outside, because I was the freak, I was the different one. And my family didn't know much about it. They were box people. Let's conform, let's fit in the box, don't rock the boat. So I would have done with the benefit greatly of having somebody, Alison, to guide my mum when I was young, into embracing these divine gifts that I was given, so that I could help the world, instead of battling through it through my life, to only really truly and utterly set it free at a later age. So, Alison, from one gift to child to another, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Sarah. And I really loved hearing how you said you played with dead people. <laughs> 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 because it's actually something that a lot of kids really talk about. And um, I loved how you said your um, parents were box people because, you know, what it really truly takes to parent these amazing children is a real exploration of out-of-the-box thinking. So uh -huh. I'm so honored and delighted to have this time with you and your listeners because this is a really important message and I'm really excited to be able to share the information that we're going to be talking about. Well, let's start off with how did you know? that you were different? Mm. You know, I felt it from the moment I was born. 
mm-hmm. the way I saw the world, the way I experienced it, the way that I felt it and processed things, I knew I was always different. I always couldn't verbalize to someone how that was, but I just knew I was different. It was from the way that I would um, say things to other people. I can remember at a really young age being in kindergarten, um, I was very inquisitive and I would ask lots of questions. I was not a shy child. Mm-hmm. And just the way I would have a different perspective on something, I knew I knew it was very different than what other people were maybe experiencing. And I um, have really vivid memories of when I was a young child um, playing in my room and playing in my toy box and having Mother Mary be there with me and I would just have conversations with her and I saw lots of other beings but I didn't feel safe or confident to really tell other people what I was yeah. seeing you know I, I I desperately wanted to fit in so I didn't talk about what I saw or what I felt I, you know I was more concerned about how other people would respond to me I was I, I just really wanted to fit in Exactly. Mm-hmm. What is fitting in, right? right. <laughs> you know, if you if you are not even uh, you know a box or anything, you can't contain something like this. It's not meant to be contained. It's meant to be constantly flowing and growing. Right. And uh, and to try and kind of niche it or box it or categorize it, mm-hmm. it's impossible to do. It it really is because it's so far beyond our wildest imagination. You know, it, it's really limiting what our true potential is. And you know, it brings up a really good point. I can remember, you know, that desperation of feeling like I wanted to fit in because mm-hmm. I really wanted to feel like I was a part of society. But what I didn't realize was that I didn't come here to fit in. I came here to be an example. And as I've gotten older and in my uh, adulthood, I'm able to really fully embrace that and be an example of how you do that. Mm-hmm. But it's been its own interesting journey, <laughs> for yeah. sure. <laughs> it, it certainly is, isn't it? I mean, I mean, you're lucky that you actually kind of had that confidence. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, I, you know, I could speak to the, the dead people that would come to me all the time, mm-hmm. but also troubled people. Yeah. Um, when I met people, teachers or other students, those that were in trouble picked me out like crazy and I've always been a counselor it's just what I was here to do and I had the answer for them and you know it it wasn't the answer oh all is cured it it was the answer of either why it was happening what they could do but it always meant they had to take the action but I was utilized for this Mm -hmm. Uh, and when I was in boarding school um, if you spoke after lights out the uh, dormant, uh, dormitory monitor, which was me, would get 200 lines. Mm. But the kids wouldn't go to sleep unless I told them a story. Mm. So I used to write my 200 lines in the classroom in the day to get this. Plus being an insomniac <laughs> where, you know, all my ghosts came out to play with me at night. You know, half the time I was exhausted. So, but mm. again, it was... Uh, they couldn't recognize that I was actually bringing calmness to the children so they could sleep. It was the rules and the mm-hmm. regulations. You don't speak. Um, and But right. I've always had people, teachers, especially when I was growing up, tell me their problems, counsel with me, mm-hmm. 
but I didn't mm-hmm. become kind of. I was the introverted ex ex um, extrovert, if you understand what I mean. Very into myself, and became yeah. the extrovert to try and overcome my introvertedness or hide it. So I became olive oil out of poppy Popeye for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> But I found it very hard, um, you know, it's, it's taken until my 50s to be accepted for what I do. Mm-hmm. Seems to you that it happened to you a lot earlier. Yes, in my, um, in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And um, I also feel very blessed to have chosen the family that I came into because I was very loved as a child and very supported although my mom felt very overwhelmed because she knew she had a different Uh child. And so she um, really questioned her ability to support all of me. And so what I found as a child was I was really craving the emotional and spiritual support. And it was because my mom wasn't sure how to fulfill that need and desire in herself so she wasn't able to show up fully as as a powerful spiritual presence that I really needed to have someone hold help hold space for me and so that's why I've just become so incredibly passionate I mean this my life's mission is incredibly near and dear to my heart because I'm I'm yes. living it you know I was born in as a as a child with amazing spiritual gifts and you know, I, um, I'm a prophet that is here to really help evolutionize yeah. the way that we think about motherhood. And it's very interesting to watch how it continues to unfold because you, you're, you're only given so much information as you continue to go along your journey. It's, it's a complete journey of trust, faith, and surrender. Mm-hmm. It was, it's the knowingness, isn't it? I mean, trust, faith, and surrender yeah. is that knowingness. It's when you've opened up your soul for the divine to speak to you. It resonates with the heart to be passionate about. It goes to the spirit to take flight into action. And it goes to your mind to know what to do with it. And you're in such succinct, you're in so as one, you're totally in your knowingness because there is no doubt, no need for validation, no verification. You are in divine truth. Yeah. And it's a beautiful place mm-hmm. to be when we're there. But we have to have all of our chakras and all of our channels open and most exactly. and most certainly the divine channel open uh, right. to be ready to receive mm-hmm. and when we receive you know my daughter says to me mom you speak in such absolutes about we mm-hmm. kind of weird things you know like I see dead people mm-hmm. okay it is an absolute for me mm-hmm. it is a truth for me so I speak it very mm-hmm. ma- matter of fact because it is mm-hmm. fact to me but for other people who yeah. don't experience it, of course, it's fiction. And it means you're in la-la mm-hmm. land. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 So do you find that these prophets, I mean, I find from, the, from my experience that people um, are each given a particular gift. You don't have a, an all-one prophet, so to speak, that has all of the answers. We are all given something we can do and do well. And that is is how we receive our information. That's how we give our information. You know, that's what we're designed for. Um, Do you find that or have you found a prophet that has, you know, more comprehensive um, abilities? 
Both. Ah. <laughs> yeah, both. And so a lot of times people will ask me, you know, what, when I say prophet, I think most people commonly think of Jesus or Moses <laughs> or some of the other like infamous biblical or religious or other type of faith type yes. archetypes. And when I'm speaking of what prophet truly means is it's simply a divine messenger, yes. you know, and it is someone who's really here to share a big message with the world. And these are spiritually gifted children and adults souls, you know, who are awake to their gifts. And they're really here to help our planet ascend into a more peaceful, loving place to live. And, you know, we're change agents of our time. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's a nice one. Yeah, we're change agents of our time. And, you know, when I'm speaking of prophet energy, these are master level souls. And they possess healing abilities, spoken word, through touch smiling, the gaze of an eye, Mm -hmm. and simply by being themselves, their presence speaks for itself. And over time, with different um, souls coming onto the planet, that energy keeps evolving over time. And so the younger a child is right now, the different energy and abilities they have than, say, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 25-year-old. Um, the souls that are incarnating onto the planet, they're much more open. Their direct channels to source are open and alive. They're coming in with more awareness, more enlightenment. They're coming in more fully embodied. They're coming into more awake and enlightened parents. And they are helping evolve our human ways of being and their DNA is different. Their cellular structures are different. Everything about them is different for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, I mean, it was inevitable, you know, I mean, people have been talking about, you know, Jesus coming back, etc. Um, you know, it's not in the way they think, you know, uh, the teachings right. have <laughs> right. come back, right? And the mm-hmm. teachings have come back through the children, through, um, you know, the divine ones to help this next generation. Uh, um, I consider us and our age, and I know I'm much older than you, is mm-hmm. we're already up on that other dimension, that yeah. other vibration. The bridge is down now. People have mm-hmm. been awoken. Um, they're not quite sure what they've awoken to, but they're beginning to feel things, see things, sense things more than they ever did. And they understand they need to cross that bridge. And in crossing that bridge, they got to let go of those earthly things that bind them and right. embrace their spiritual being, their human beingness rather than just the humanness. And right. we're here on this other side to help them and mm-hmm. guide them into this new energy, this new realm. Um, and nobody can do that without the free will. Well, where we're over there, and we're there to help the young angels that have come in, it's those angels that are amongst 
These are the people right now, kind of pushing that button gently, whispering in their ear gently, waking them up, you know, letting go of the fear,、uh, telling them it's safe to come across this bridge.、Mm-hmm. And there's so many more of them today that are there, kind of being the little angels, and people are being touched by them. Yes, very true. And I love how you talk about the bridge because a lot of these these children are bridging that gap of communication and consciousness. Yes. And I love the play on words with prophet, because you know you can spell it two different ways: prophet, like a divine messenger, and prophet, like you're you're gaining something, you know, money, you know, like it's from a business sense. Yeah. And why I love that play on words is because when a prophet is delivering their message and speaking their truth in the world with whatever form that takes and whatever that looks like. We are all profiting from it. We、mm-hmm. are receiving, and we are gaining something of value and of divine essence from their presence. Hundred percent. And people have got to stop looking at profit as a monetary gain,、mm-hmm. and start looking at the abundance of being. Of being a true human being in all of our senses, as as where the abundance lies,、mm-hmm. and when a prophet speaks to our soul and our heart and our spirit, we are in abundance, and our cup runneth over,、mm-hmm. and it runneth over to everyone else and brings them into it as well.、Yeah. It is, it is the riches that we seek. And where you know people hold the pot of gold and go, well, why aren't I happy now?、Mm-hmm. Because you're not looking at the jewel within,、mm-hmm. and that's where you need to be.、Yeah. I think, don't you find that it's harder? You know, people will work very, very hard for a living for the paycheck, but when it comes to investing and working on themselves, will do everything they can to avoid it.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. And if, if and- you invested an hour a day in yourself, imagine. Imagine what would happen. Yeah. Well, and and you know,、um, something that I want to come back to that you're that you were talking about, Sarah, when you were asking about how the energy of a prophet looks, like、um, the different gifts and abilities, is there a variety?、Mm. Like, how does that show up?、Um, with some of the moms and the children that I'm supporting right now, currently, there are. There's a way that their energy is linked up to different vibrations of consciousness, and there's ways that their、um, soul group is holding a certain message for them to deliver. And I'm finding it fascinating to see a lot of these children, and I'm talking like seven and 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 younger, that are really、um, part of. A return of a lot of people talking about Jesus or Christ consciousness, things like that. There's a real return of that energy coming back onto、mm. the planet, and a lot of these children are very much linked up to that energy and to that vibration, and they're really channeling that information. And in fact,、um, a couple of the clients that I'm working with, their children are already starting to stand behind podiums and speak. Into audiences, and these are children that are five, six, seven years old. They're having a、yep. desire to speak, like really speak into conscious space. Yes, and we're beginning to see it. The media is beginning to catch it. Yeah, 
You know, you've had TED Talks have had a couple of these young women. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a young girl, I think she was 14 at this time, but she'd been talking for a while against GMO mm-hmm. and talking about the labeling of it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she was put here mm-hmm. to be that messenger. Yes. And she was browbeated by a um, reporter, TV reporter. Mm-hmm. He was horrible. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he was blaming uh, the death in third world countries on her because she was against GMO. And she said, no, I'm against the non-labeling. Let them have a right to know what's killing them, you know, or, you know, what will nourish them. Give them the option. Give them the choice. Don't blindly tell us it's healthy for us when we know it's got the GMOs in it. She stood her ground. Mm -hmm. It was amazing how much he threw at her and he threw things at her that were disgraceful and really got hard hit for afterwards. And this young girl just stood her ground. She never raised a voice. She never lost her calmness. She never lost her conviction. And I I don't know of any adults that could do that. But because she was in such truth of what her message was, She obviously was not alone. Yeah, and 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 thank you for sharing that example because that's such a hallmark of of profit energy, is that you're willing to take a careful stand for your message. You're not willing to back down. You're advocating with fierce passion for what message yeah. you're here to share and advocate for. That takes yeah. a lot of courage and a lot of faith. Yes, and and a lot of uh, so-called slaps in the face, uh-huh. and you've got to develop the thick skin and understand it is because they know, do not know what they do not know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you're here to educate, and you're not always going to get through to everybody, sure. and you know people will take it personally when you're attacking their knowledge, especially if they think they are the, you know, the connoisseurs of that knowledge. Um, if you try and tell them that there's a different way of doing it when after years and years and years they've been studying one way and you come in and say, no, now you can do that and it undoes everything they've ever learnt, they kind of, instead of looking at it and go, oh, wow, it's that easy and I can do that, it's all of a sudden an affront on everything they've learnt and they take it personally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as human beings, we have to be secure to embrace these changes. Mm-hmm. And let go of what has been and embrace what is mm-hmm. to be. So how does a mum identify her child as one? What are the signs? You know, are there signs? Mm. There, there really is. And I think something that's really um, important to mention and address first is how the mom might be feeling about her child. And one, mm. I think one of the first things a mom really just knows is that traditional parenting techniques aren't working for her and her child. Uh-huh. And in fact, it might even feel like your child's parenting you. Yes. <laughs> and, I've got uh-huh. one of those. <laughs> uh-huh. And, you know, I find a lot of moms Um, struggle to really understand your child's behavior and they can often often feel really confused and uncertain about the role you're supposed to play in in your child's life Mm. like they have this big message I have no idea how in the world what am I supposed to be doing I find that perhaps you know you're afraid of failing or making a mistake 
because your child's divine purpose and mission seems so much bigger than you're capable of supporting. Afraid of judgment from others as well. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know, because uh, society, you know, if you're doing it differently, therefore they consider uh-huh. you're doing it wrong. And first thing they're going to do, right. instead of ask questions, is judge you. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot uh-huh. for a parent to carry. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, I'm just speaking to the truth of what is right now. There's, unfortunately, there's a lot of judgment in motherhood. Yes. And it can really trip a lot of moms up from really um, being who they came here to be with their child. Mm -hmm. And I also find that um, perhaps a mom might be feeling overwhelmed caring for your child's unique spiritual needs. And you might even wonder where your mom manual is. (laughs) There is one? (laughs) How come I never knew? (laughs) (laughs) This child, I know this child came with a manual. Where is it? Where is the book that says, hey, Here's how you parent a prophet. Someone give it to me. <laughs> it didn't come in the basket, but she was dropped at the yeah. front door. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, here's, a, here's another common thing that um, you might be feeling as well is you're fearful for their safety. Yeah. Or you find yourself worrying about their well-being. And, and actually, I have to insert a little story there of a friend of mine who's a, a really gifted prophet herself. And mm-hmm. she um, birthed a an, an divine prophet child who uh, just, you know, at a very young age could is a seer or was a seer and could, you know, speak to things that nobody else could have spoken to. I mean, she was incredible the trouble is it was at an era and a time that was not being embraced she was in an arena that was not being embraced had a father that didn't embrace it and uh, the mother didn't quite know how to cope with this because this child was kind of way and beyond and um, it got to a point where the child felt so much like a freak and Mm -hmm. and felt like nobody understood her that along comes a young man and says, I will cure you, uh, join my religion. Mm-hmm. And so he, they marry, they have a child. She must have done something she shouldn't have done because suddenly she is dead. And mm-hmm. the um, the arrow points to him, but he's in a very tight-knit religious community where a lot of police are in that religious community. And she lost her daughter and cannot see her granddaughter. And she, in her own self, feels like she kind of failed her daughter because she didn't know how to cope with that extreme gift that she had and mm-hmm. help her handle it and trust it or guide it or channel it. And along came somebody else and says, oh, you know, give it up to God. or, And, you know, that's where she went. And that's the mm-hmm. story of her. And it's so sad because clearly she was put here for greater things, but just at a time when nobody really understood what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which doesn't mean if you have a gifted child out there folks it's going to happen but do be wary that there are religious now well, let's call it a cult out there that if they see you do have a gifted child you know want to kind of suddenly be your child's protector and it's you know be weary when you're seeking that help with your child that it is of good intent and that they truly understand what your child is going through there, there, is, well, there are the warning signs with that, too. Yeah, and I think, you know, the real, the real message to convey here is I think it's natural for a mom to feel very protective of her child. 
um, it's natural for you to want nothing but the best for their well-being. And I would have to say that your child's safe. Your child is safe. Trust your intuition. It won't lead you astray. And so you were asking me about some of um, ways that a mom might be able to recognize different signs or symptoms in her in her own child. Yes. And I really want to make sure that, that we address that piece. So we talked a little bit about how a mom might be starting to feel, okay, I've got a, 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 an extraordinary child here on my hands. Some of, some of the most common things that I really see um, with these divine messengers is again, traditional parenting techniques aren't going to work. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they rebel because it feels like you're trying to put them in a box yeah. and they need that space and freedom to feel safe, express their gifts, play with them and really feel confident exercising those gifts in an environment where it's going to feel well-received. Um, I often find that these children are speaking wisdom far beyond their years. Mm-hmm. It can be just a one-line sentence. It can be anything, anything that comes out of their mouth. It just seems like, wow, that is exactly what I needed to hear in this moment. Just lots of wisdom far beyond what we would consider a, a normal five-year-old, a four-year-old, two-year-old to be saying. It's very common for these children to remember past life experiences at very young ages. Very young ages. Um, I have examples of moms telling me um, their toddlers are sitting at the dinner table with them and they start talking about where they were before they came into this lifetime. Um, Or they're remembering different past life experiences and they're able to remember where they've been in each lifetime. It can be very detailed. And that can feel alarming or overwhelming as a parent when your child just starts talking about it and you don't know how to respond. You know, um, that can feel overwhelming and even kind of scary for a lot of parents. Yes. Very. There's often, yeah, there's, I often see a magnetic draw to certain religions, faiths, or spiritual figures like Jesus, Buddha, Sai Baba, Mary, um, or any other uh, ascended masters. Um, they feel very drawn to those things. It's a lot of times it's really common for kids to be very curious about um, those certain resonances that they've had in other lifetimes, and they're trying to bring it into this lifetime and then this experience and understand how do I express that here. Mm-hmm. So they're just very inquisitive about that. There's that magnetic draw to that. Um, I've even seen um, kids be really drawn to certain symbols. Um, the cross, um, Egyptian symbols, um, other pictures, all kinds of different different things like that. Um, I've even known a child who actually, when he was four, he started drawing symbols. It looked like hieroglyphics, and his mom had no idea what he was trying to communicate, but she knew that he knew something from somewhere else, and he was channeling that information, and he was only four. Yep. You know, so there there are those possibilities. They're conduits to the yes. other side. Yes. Absolutely. Do you also um, find that it's not always just, you know, communication, that you, you see some children... Um, 
either in, in illustration artists or musicians or even technology yeah. that have such far advanced techniques mm -hmm. that's so way beyond comprehension that even you know uh, professors or, or people looking at it don't even know how they've come about it so it's not always just to do with the you know with the spoken word and what they're, they're here to teach us it's instrumental too I mean, they, they, they say autism is on the rise, and mm -hmm. uh, it has been said that autism are our prophets, are our gifted children. Mm -hmm. um, they've shut out the rest of the world, and in their particular style of autism is where those gifts come through, and that's because they're purely channeling that message. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. Um, any kid that's on the autistic spectrum, they're highly intelligent, and they're mm -hmm. connected to much different vibrations than than we could ever have access to. <laughs> yeah. um, and they are definitely here to share different messages with the world. And most children with autism, they um, are linked up to a different type of consciousness that they're here to channel. And they are very evolved beings. And most of their behaviors often get misunderstood. And I really agree with you about how you're talking about um, artistry or technology. Um, children who are prophets, divine messengers, children who are here to share big messages, children who are very spiritually gifted in those ways, it can show up in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no um, category. There's no yep. label. Um, it's unique to every single child. And that's what I think challenges parents the most, because there's no book that says, mm -hmm. if your child's doing A, B, C, then do X, Y, Z. You know, there's yeah. no known path that is going to work for all the same people. Here's a mm -hmm. question. Um, I was born from, uh, to an academic mm -hmm. family, and I am completely a non-academic mm -hmm. Um, out of 12 years of schooling, only completed six due to illness um, and too far behind. And so for my family, always felt sorry for me because, you know, they always felt, well, she's not academic. She's never going to amount to anything, you know, and, and never be able to achieve anything because they couldn't hear the spiritual mm -hmm. voice. Do you find, you know, uh, these young prophets aren't academic you know, um, that, you know, obviously can't yeah. fit in that school because they can't fit into that yeah. box, might be perceived to be not bright because of that. Yeah. And, you know, totally mislabeled right from the word go. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up, Sarah, because that's one of the other hallmarks of the signs and symptoms of knowing if your child um, is a divine messenger, because they may have difficulty in school. And Either they're not being challenged academically because they're so bright, yeah. or they don't resonate with the subjects being taught at all. You know, <laughs> who does? Which, which can be labeled <laughs> as defiance or even laziness. Yeah. And a lot of these traditional educational styles don't fit the energetic, emotional, and spiritual needs of these extraordinary children. I call it the square peg round hole syndrome. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, this could be a topic I could get on a soapbox for hours, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and really enjoy 
enlightening people around this subject about educational systems and these new children coming Oh, well, in. I have somebody for you to do a roundtable with on that who's actually devising a program, a musical program for autistic kids to communicate and, and mm. is in totally in, in how we use our mind. It's not the brain mm. and uh, the educational system. So save that one because, yes, you'll be back and it will be a juicy round table. <laughs> um, because, of course, I you know, would, if, if you yeah, don't fit in. I, w- I would love oh, the yeah. opportunity to do And that. if you don't fit into the box, it must be ADD or OCD or DDD, you know, any label that they can put across you. Instead of yeah. like, no, folks, you're just not teaching them right. So, yes, you're on the table for that one for the new year. So that will be very interesting. Um <laughs> Perfect, perfect. And, and, you know, and to really speak to the educational piece, um, a lot of the subject matter with, with the children, especially that are toddlers right now, that are going to be going into kindergarten and things like that, the way their learning style is different. Totally. The way, the way they take in information is different. The way that they communicate that information is really pushing the comfort zone of teachers, um, of other educators. They're more advanced in the way they learn. Yeah. They're far more advanced. Mm-hmm. They've, they've learned to use their mind in so many different dimensional ways where we're still so linear in the way we think mm-hmm. is that, you know, you give them a little subject, you, you put them on that first track, poof, they're at the end of it before you've even finished articulating. You know, yeah. we've got smart kids here, folks. Adults, wake up. Learn from them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Very, very true. And I love how you say, you know, it's more of a linear thinking pattern. And these children are, are showing extraordinary ways of, of learning because a, another um, thing that I see very often um, in these children is that they're highly sensitive to energy, mm. whether it's theirs or people's, the environment, um, their sensory system works differently. So the way that they process sensory information, taking it through their senses and their brain making sense of it, um, they're, they're a lot more sensitive to how that works in their body and in their system. And for a lot of kids, they can have difficulty processing that information in a way that feels easy mm. and effective for them. And so we actually um, call that sensory processing challenges, or um, there's actually a a category um, among medical professionals, and they call it sensory processing disorder. And it's it's, it's something that really exists. And for a lot of children who are here to share big messages with the world, a challenge for them is they have difficulty being in their body. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. They have dif- yeah, they have difficulty being in their body for for a number of different reasons. And, again, we could talk about that for hours as well. Mm. But one of the biggest reasons they have difficulty being in a body is because for a lot of these children, they haven't been in a form for a long time. Uh-huh. And then here they are, this big energy, and then they're having to come into their body. Which is so restrictive and has so many requirements to maintain itself. And it feels totally inefficient to them. Yes, it can feel very restricting and it can feel very vulnerable at the same time because something that's so incredibly unique about the human experience is it requires us to show up from the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't always know what's, 
what's around the next corner. Whereas when we're in spirit form, we have that ability to to have that different discernment. Not so much in the human experience. The that energy works very differently through the human body. So for a lot of these kids, that feels challenging to them. But why being in their body is so incredibly important is because their body's the vehicle for the delivery of yes. their message. And so they they need to learn how to feel really calm and confident and at home in their body so that they can feel that delivering their message and playing with it and sharing it and receiving and giving feels easy and natural for them. So when they're having difficulty being in their body, it can show up as they're having a hard time focusing and maintaining attention. Maybe they are considered clumsy or not coordinated. My God, you're talking about me as a child. Totally. (laughs) Completely. I mean, I was this skinny, lanky little thing, which, you know, didn't stay skinny for the rest of my life. But, you know, it was was always, I never felt comfortable in my own skin um, Mm -hmm. unless I was in spirit. You know, somebody asked me Mm -hmm. the other day, how do you handle stress? Because human stress is something I find so hard to deal with. Um, when I'm with human beings and I'm in, I'm in resolve uh, uh, mode, I am out of body and I am mm. so in sync then. And I've had 172 lifetimes removed from me and having had that, I removed patterns that had just been repeating on its, each other and kind of getting in the way of understanding who I was and what I was here for. Um, slowly it came back to who I was in the, originally. And I was one of those beings that came along here that my job right from the word go was to teach humans how to be spiritual Mm -hmm. and I decided to stay instead of go and then Mm -hmm. my body evolved as I kind of became part of uh, alien and human and I know to some people that is like so far out man you know what she on but I have a more of a memory of how my body used to feel Mm -hmm. than I am in sync with my body now Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's something that um, for a lot of these children, um, this can feel like a new experience for them. Yep. And it can feel like a more vulnerable place to be. Yep. Um, and there's an illusion of separation when you're in your body. For a lot of children, they think, well, if I come in my body, then I'm not connected to, to source. Mm-hmm. Or I can't hear my angels, or I can't hear my guides, or my other, you know, protectors and spirit guides, I, I'm not able to hear them. But that, that just simply isn't true. And when they are able to learn how to really use their body as the vehicle for the delivery of their message, their whole experience just enlivens itself and it really, um, magic starts to happen. Things manifest a lot easier for them. And so... You know, really learning to be in your body is is something that is so essential to being yeah. a, a, a prophet, a child that's here to share a big message. Because that's where you trust that knowingness. Yes. Because mm-hmm. when you when you're in that knowingness, when you're in that truth, everything is completely and utterly aligned, and mm-hmm. everything is right where it's meant to be, mm-hmm. and it's not doubting it. You know, when right. you're there, you're there. Trust it, and the more you get there, the more you trust it. Each time. 
Um, so sometimes when you're feeling discombobulated, you know, once that truth um, becomes resonated as one, you kind of slice, you know, you slot back into place again, mm-hmm. where you trust that body again. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, a lot of these um, signs or characteristics or um, symptoms, so to speak, that I'm that I'm really speaking about, Again, these are just some of the most common things that I see. And so if you are listening to this and you're wondering, well, wow, do I have one of those children? I mean, wow, a lot of that made sense. Your child might also be showing other things that I didn't mention. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that that is a yes or a no. And here's what I really want moms to know is that you already know in your heart So trust what your inner voice is already showing you and telling you. If you believe your child is here to share a big message with the world and you know that in your heart, then just trust that. And trust that God gave you custodian over this child, Mm -hmm. knowing that you could help this child to be all that it is meant to be. Mm-hmm. We are purely here as uh, custodians to guide, nurture, and share the gifts of our children. When we are not here as ownership. Uh, they do not belong to us. They're not our property. Mm-hmm. And if you have been given um, this custodianship of this child, it is because you were chosen to do so. So trust that, why me? You, because they, you know, the God saw in you the ability to nurture and love and protect this child that has a message for the world. Yes, and one of the things that I always love to say to moms is that you both, you and your child, both agreed long ago to show up together in this lifetime. So trust mm-hmm. that you perfectly are perfect. For me. Yeah. <laughs> perfectly perfect. Yes, Absolutely. Perfectly perfect for one another. And you're imperfectly perfect. Mm-hmm. And also, don't, you know, we're, we're looking at young children that you're talking about right now. My children are older. Mm-hmm. And they have such amazing gifts that they have not yet embraced. Mm-hmm. And they're there, they're waiting to come out. I think a lot of it was, you know, we had to wait to go up into that fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, they are beyond their years and things that they do and they see, but they are not yet ready to put the word spiritual to it or divine to it. It's still something they're questioning. Uh, and, you know, th- their journey in life will be something that will suddenly enlighten them to it. But, you know, I see it within them. Mm-hmm. And all it is for me is to nurture, not demand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, care. And be my own truth, even if they're not quite sure. You know, they love mum. They think mum, yes, mum does this and that. But, you know, mum also is a bit odd. <laughs> and they don't, oh. you know, don't recognize that inside of them they've got that. It will come out when it's meant to. So well, that's, yeah, you know, when, that's when, when the trigger is ready to go, it will come out and they will embrace that gift within them. They may be not yeah. meant to be switched on early. You know it's in them, but yeah. you can't switch it on and you can't direct them to it until the time is right. Maybe they're meant to have the human experience. So when they have the divine one, they know how to help the humans. And that's exactly right. Because a lot of moms will ask me, well, do I have to know what their purpose is? Do I have to know what their gifts are? Do I have to know 
everything in its know because we don't know what divine timing, the bigger yeah. divine picture and plan is. Because a lot of kids that are coming in, they're already awake and they're ready from the get-go. Yes. But then there were children um, like me who came in earlier, and I had my experience growing up as a child, and then I had my really huge, for lack of a better word, awakening in my early 20s, and now here I am fully awake and embodying my purpose. So there's divine timing in everything. Yes. And... and Part of that's part of the magic and mystery of watching your child's journey unfold. It definitely is, and you know it's intuitively knowing from the gut and the soul that the purpose is there, and all mm-hmm. we can do is just keep opening up these doors and windows. Um, you know, the more they question, the more they'll find their own answer. We cannot. Mm-hmm as parents on any level, give the children an answer because what is an answer to us isn't an answer to them. We can only speak our answer, our truth, as we comprehend, as it relates to our understanding. And they need to find their path into their understanding in anything in life. And, you know, when we know that the children, and I have, you know, one daughter who most certainly she has a gift of being able to see people's soul, character, truth. It's much what I do. Uh, but she sees it on another level, even deeper, and has them right from a child. She's about to go off on her travels at 25, and she's going to go and work with the animals in, in Africa, then she's going to go to New Zealand, she's going to go around, and I know this is her awakening time. She's ready for it. The artist in her, the poet in her, has been screaming to come out, but she needed an arena for it to come out. And sometimes we have to let them go and know that they're their, you know, their their bags are packed enough to help them on their way, and let them free so that they can go and discover now really what their true purpose is. Yeah, and that's a beautiful example. So thank you for sharing that, Sarah. Because a lot of times, it, it, well, I guess I'll say it this way. Here's what I know: being the mom of a prophet challenges you to your core. Uh huh. And for good reason, because because at the core of you is spirit, and that's who your child wants to awaken within you, because they really want you to be a guide. They want you to open to that universal flow that they know is here, so that there's infinite wisdom guiding you as a parent, and you can use that intuition to parent instead of the societal expectations Thank you. that limit possibility and potential. Absolutely. So it's really about getting out of the way. Uh-huh. It's letting go, and it's allowing creation to flow through you and touch the life of your child. Because, you know, when you're parenting a prophet, you're really asked to go against societal norms. And... It really requires you to take a powerful stance so you can really advocate for your child's unique needs. And that takes a lot of courage and faith. And it needs a lot of your energy and and attention to educate others on your child's behalf. Yeah. You know, they often need you to lend your voice to their needs until they're able to speak for themselves. And you don't have a normal child. You have an extraordinary child. And it takes complete surrender with a leap of faith to enjoy the relationship that you are both destined to embrace together. And that can feel terrifying and sometimes just downright impossible. 
But this is where, you know, like you come in, you know, you, you work with mums and gifted children and it's mm-hmm. find people that also have this so that you're not alone, that you can share together. Oh, you know, I found when I did this, that this happened and just being there for each other as parents um, mm-hmm. to your gifted children because the gifted child is going to take you on a roller coaster. And, you know, it's going to be a very interesting roller coaster and sometimes they're just going to blow your mind. But that's okay because the fireworks that come out of this are extraordinary. So we're not really here to teach them, to enlighten them of of certain earthly ways that they can incorporate with their spiritual ways, to be there in support and love and maybe sometimes to protect. You've flown too far. I need to bring you back for safety. Mm -hmm. But... It's the parents who need to support the other parents um, so that the parents can support their children. So if you feel that you have got a gifted child and you know somebody else does, because believe me, you'll know that attunement will tell you, please get together, speak openly and join a group, you know, a form of, and be there for each other so you don't feel you're alone. No, and that's that's very very good point because a lot of a lot of moms um, feel alone when they're parenting to a unique child, and you know you truly have to be willing to surrender all expectation because that's the only way you will ever truly parent with the freedom and joy you both desire. Uh-huh. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and you know basically whatever has been, forget about. Mm-hmm. And truly live in your moment, you know, homeschooling, you know, uh, go to the homeschooling if you can, um, you know, find other homeschoolers um, that are doing it, you know, for similar reasons and support one another because that your child will learn more that way than institutionalizing it um, and confusing it, um, you know, and allow it to be free um, because, divine prophet children are pure energy that need to flow and the more we try and conform them box them dictate to them the more we're going to confuse their purpose here so as much as we can do to keep that flow going is what we need to do for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now having said that we we are coming up to uh, a couple of minutes to the end of the time here so i know you have got uh, something special for the listeners yeah. and also you let them know how they can get hold of you and uh, all of that Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I want to mention is that I've got a great free gift for your listeners. Wonderful. I'm offering a free audio training on discover the five biggest beliefs keeping you stuck in overwhelm, fear, and doubt so you can parent your spiritually gifted child with ease. And I created the audio so you can get a really clear understanding on those societal beliefs that you've inherited when you've become a mom, it's just what naturally happens, that are no longer serving you and your child's highest potential. And I really wanted to bring them into the light so you can feel empowered to choose differently using your inner wisdom and intuition instead. And everyone listening is going to receive the audio. All you have to do is go to um, www dot Allison A L I S O N Ellsbury E L S is in Sam B is in boy E R R Y dot com slash and then it's the number five dash biggest dash beliefs. So Allison Ellsbury dot com slash the number five dash biggest dash beliefs. And you'll see an opt in box. 
All you have to do is enter your name and your email and you'll receive it immediately. And I know you're going to want to listen right away so that you can start breaking free of those limiting beliefs that are really holding you and your child back from enjoying an easy relationship. And in this audio, you're going to discover some really great things like how your fear of making a mistake keeps you and your child tangled in insecurity and doubt, the number one belief that tricks you into guilt and shame when it comes to putting your needs first, why moms of spiritually gifted children often struggle with not being good enough, and the one simple secret that's going to immediately shift your perspective and transform your relationship with your child forever. So you're going to want to grab that free audio. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. <laughs> and it is posted on the, on the listing, folks, at plv-radio.com. And uh, uh, I, you know, current shows and past shows, because remember, once you've uh, listened to this show, which you have an option to listen to it all day long, it then goes to the cloud. So if you go to my past shows, um, you will see the show there where you can then download the show. So all the information will be on there as well. And it's on the posting there as well. So this has uh, gone way too fast. Um, certainly got to have you back in the new year with the round table on education. Um, yes, and, uh, I would love that, Sarah. And and if I if there's a few more minutes or just even like 30 seconds, I, I want to tell your listeners about something else I'm offering them as well. Oh, please. Uh, we do run out of time, though. So quick, quick. Yes. So I truly want you to enjoy Parenting Your Profit with freedom and ease. So I've got another little surprise for you. When you download your free gift, you're going to also have an opportunity to apply for what I call a Divine Mother Makeover Session with me. Oh, wonderful. And it's a perfect opportunity to discover what your next best steps are in Parenting Your Profit. And you really get to learn how you can co-create an easy relationship. So during our 30 minutes together, we're going to explore your current mindset, how it may be a source of tension between you and your child. You're going to get clear on where you want to be in the relationship together. And we'll also discuss what your clear next steps are for um, supporting you and your child's well-being. And I want to let you know that I've only got five spots available, so I want you to apply right away if this is speaking to you. And all you have to do to apply is fill out the application form that's going to be provided on the delivery page for your audio. So what that means is after you sign up and you receive your audio, you're going to see the application on the page where you download your audio. I've made it super simple. All you have to do is fill in three your answer to three questions and hit send. So I've made Wonderful. it super easy. Well, those are wonderful gifts, folks. So even if you think that you you have a, a you know spiritually gifted child here, you know this is a great way for you to actually kind of find that support, really kind of get that direction, and uh, you know find those first steps. So this is a wonderful gift. Thank you very very much, Alison. Mm, thank you. And a good you, Christmas Sarah. gift from you to them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, and I really. Um, I'm, I'm living the path of a prophet, and I've really created lots of different ways to support you and your child. And, you know, I've really created a very powerful six-month program that really gives you the essential steps for parenting your prophet with ease. And I would love an opportunity to be able to let your listeners know more about what it's like, um, because I truly, truly believe in the possibility of parenting with freedom, joy, and ease. 
Well, we've got a new year coming up. It'll be a great topic for a new year, so certainly we've got to have you back. Yes, I would love that. But the the hour has come to an end on this show, so um, I'm going to say goodbye to you now, or should I say au revoir, because we will be hearing from you again. And thank you very much for your generosity towards the listeners, and uh, till the next time. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for tuning in to PLV Radio. We hope that our programming has inspired you. Please feel free to visit the website to find past shows and schedules. Find your favorite hosts, leave comments about your experience, and share ideas for future shows. Don't forget to visit us on your favorite social media websites, which you will find links to at plv-radio.com. Listen with your friends and share the inspiration.